Hey guys, Randy and Jason Sklar here along with... Daniel Van Kirk. And our guests... Natasha Legera And Moshe Kasher. Are so good on this show. We yeah. talk about um, budding rap artists at McDonald's. Making Sketty. Making no. Sketty. And we talk, and we really get to the core, and Natasha Legera really helps us get to the core. Is it numchucks or nunchucks? Numb. It depends on where you're from. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on where you're from. But get out here and fight. That's all I got to say. Listen to the episode, Dumb People Town, this week. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. And on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash p-r-e-s-s. It's a good deal. Good morning, Pound Pamples. That song you're listening to is the On Cinema remix I did for Tim and Greg for On Cinema. And that track is available for the Patreon listeners, the Patreon supporters of the Poundcast of the Doug Pound Corporation. And if you like my Poundcast, you could support me by donating any amount, any amount, that is, at patreon.com slash Doug Pound and every month I post free stuff such as that track and this month I also put up a few videos I made in high school I thought you might like to see and other fun stuff like that uh, but if you know if you can't if you don't want to support me on Patreon that's fine just keep listening to the show appreciate it check out my music on Spotify and I don't know. That's about it. Okay, we have a great pound cast today with Jake Weissman, one of the stars and co-creators of Corporate. Great show on Comedy Central. And I hope you enjoy. Preach. Welcome to the Poundcast. Welcome to the Poundcast. Welcome to the Poundcast. Welcome to the Poundcast. Start it. Start it. Start it. Welcome to the Poundcast. This is your host, Brent Weinbach. And and this is your host. Your this is your co-host, 
DJ Doug Pound, Luz and Hop. And today on the show we have comedian and now actor, Jake Weissman. <laughs> and now actor. Hi, guys. <laughs> he yeah. was always an actor in my mind. No, because I just saw you guys on um, Seth Morris. Seth Morris does have a late night show, yeah. Yeah, I saw you guys on there, and he and you guys were um, <laughs> Seth you guys were goofing about um, Myers, and you Seth guys Morris. You guys were goofing about um, how like you're you're like not really an actor, but you're like now I'm an actor. You just say you're an actor, and all of a sudden you're an actor. Yeah, Seth Morris. You just start acting, and you're an actor. Yeah, what is he's acting? How hard is he's it? He's been acting. It's not even that hard. I mean, it? if it's acting. hard, it's hard. But if it's not hard, you just have to literally say words and have someone edit you well. It's not like it. It either it is hard if you're like trying to be Daniel Plainview, but it's also not hard because I'm not doing that. Even though that would be easy. Yeah, I'm not saying all acting is easy. Some some acting would be terrifying to think about performing what would you be most terrified to do who'd you say daniel plainview yeah who's you know it'd be like the worst to be like in that bowling alley scene and like there will be blood uh-huh you know something like that Paul dano dano yeah why just something where you have to like cry reach into your soul and scream at someone with all of your uh soul <laughs> You know what hard. I'm saying? It's not too hard. You think that would be easy? You know what's hard? I think. Like what, what would what would you hate to do as an actor? Um, any time that I have to pretend I care about a situation is really hard for me because if you're like if you're on set and you're acting, I don't I don't have any formal training, so I'm just like, don't fuck up. Just remember the lines. Remember to move your arms a little bit so it looks like you're a real person. So. If I have to really care, I just like being a snarky bitch. So if I have to really give a shit, it's terrifying for me because I don't know actually how to convey that feeling because most of the time I'm walking around being like, who cares? We should back up and introduce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did we introduce you yet? Jake Weissman? I don't remember. Our, uh, yeah, we did. And You did. I did, but... Uh, Jake Weissman in the house, stand-up comedian. In the house. And now actor. Oh, and now actor, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Because... He's always been I'm, an actor I'm to sure me. I'm sure the listeners will know, but you have a show on Comedy Central now called Corporate. He's always been an actor to me. And I Brent never... is, has been on the show I was with born, no yeah. shirt. And we already discussed... That's right. We, we, did, discuss, we did discuss that. We talked about that, yeah. Talked about that. Was that tough for you? Oh, and not having a shirt on? Yeah. Oh, um, no, it was not. Um, but, I mean... You didn't mind showing those pepperonis? <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked that. I No, I, I was, like, initially slightly thinking you know oh this this is a little you know um risque you know mm-hmm. but you know i think because the context is not sexual at all and not at it's also all. was i said this already but it was it's funny i mean the scene is i mean the scenes are funny and stuff i mean the stuff is all funny mm-hmm. that for the co- the comedy and the context and also everyone else takes off their shirt eventually too that that made it not a big deal to me at all. You right. Know? You yeah. weren't just being like painted as a whore who takes their shirt off for yeah. money. Yeah. So well, it's also it was funny. I mean the scene is funny. Yeah. The context is funny mm-hmm. and and also it's it's not sexual. So So back up I want to back up a little bit. When you got the show picked up mm-hmm. were you stoked? Were they was <laughs> the ne- did the network say take some lessons in acting? Or did you take lessons acting lessons? He had acting already. I've never taken acting lessons. Basically 
the way that it worked, we got the show because we used to make a bunch of sketches in a sketch group called Women. Brent actually directed five videos for women. I remember women. I used to watch those at... What was that one with the filthy Holy name? Fuck? Yeah. yeah, at Holy Fuck, the, the show downtown. The show downtown. Oh, and they showed some of the ones that they would I did show, with you guys, They would right? show those videos at Holy Fuck. Yeah, before because Dave Ross, who was in oh, that's right. he of course, ran yeah. that show. Yeah. And okay. so I acted a lot in that, and... You know, you just start to learn how to write for yourself. If you don't know how to act, just learn how to write well and then know how you are funny. Um, because you don't really have to act that hard if you are writing what you're going to act. You know, you just have to know yeah. how to be funny. I mean, how you're funny. whenever I have to act, it's just kind of being myself. Yeah, you yeah. play your yeah. ass self. You and know? so you have to have yeah. a certain comfort with being yourself. And so um, the director, we wrote it. The characters' names in corporate are Jake and Matt, the other lead being Matt Ingebrigtsen, who's a stand-up. So we kind of base them around our personalities, and we wrote towards our strengths and weaknesses. And my acting is basically just me being quippy. And I'm just like, you know, and so it's not that hard for me to do it. Plus, Pat Bishop, who's one of my close friends, is the director, and he knows how to make me funny because he directed all the women sketches. So he's been directing me for seven years. And so the network wasn't like... No, you better get acting classes. They're like, no, whatever you got going is fine. No, they did. I, I because in the pilot we did a good job, so they felt like, okay, cool, that's taken care of. And also, um, we focus group tested well, <laughs> so we tested well together. And good acting it can take many forms. In our in our forms, it's just in our form. It's supposed to be like, are these guys? Do we like hanging out with these guys? Are they like cool guys that we like? Do we relate to them or like? And I, even if I'm not that great an actor, they're like, he's funny. He says punchlines. I like him. So it's not really about good acting. I'm not encapsulating a spirit that I'm not. Right, right. I'm just like being funny or, or an asshole and charming or something like that. So it's not that hard, especially if you act. I feel like stand up is a pretty good training ground for that because you're being a caricature of yourself. Yes. So you, that's all it so is. you are acting. Okay. Yeah, you, it is totally an act. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, as long as you're pa- playing something you're like yourself, you, yeah. then you, if, you do, if you're good at stand-up comedy, then yeah. you, you should be good playing yourself, pretty much. By yeah. the way, I know this stuff, so you don't have to tell me like I don't know it. I'm not telling you, I'm telling <laughs> Jake, actually. <laughs> well, I remember there was one point at which we were writing season no, one where I was pretty stressed about having to act all of it, and they just said, we could replace you with Moshe Kasher, so it'd be <laughs> fine, and I think they're right. Wait, did, they, who, did someone say that? As a joke? Just one of the writers. Moshe Kasher? Yeah, he's like a snarky Jew. I, I Interesting. Thought, that I was, thought you meant version. like um, motion capture because <laughs> <laughs> you just get anybody and then you dub it over. It was like a double joke. It was something. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. Who else could be a good replacement for you? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis would do a great job. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's so good at that. I was thinking, wait, so I'm thinking Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg would not do well. (laughs) Um, For you, though, I think. (laughs) For your role. I'm just curious. um, So you guys made the sketches women, and that's kind of like how you sold the show? Well, we sold the show in the sense that, like, we were making tons of sketches. Uh, It made other sketches besides the women stuff and was just making a ton of stuff, putting it online, hoping people would see it, and doing so much stand-up. And then you just hope between those two things... Uh, well, the, some, qu- the question is, what came first? Like the chicken or the egg? Like it had you, to be the egg. Like, did you say, "Hey, we have a show idea called Corporate," or did you say, "Hey, we're this group of 
guys that make videos. We were on some. We were on a radar um, for Comedy Central and a few other comedy places that were like these guys are funny, and they brought in for general meetings. And then we had an idea for corporate as a sketch show. So we had Matt. Matt had just gotten to Comedy Central Comics to watch, so we had a general meeting with them. They called him in, and he's like, "I have this general idea for a sketch show called Corporate," and they're like, "Come pitch it." And so we pitched a sketch show, which was really fucked up. And then uh, they're like, "Okay, we'll buy it if you make it a narrative and you guys are the leads." We didn't pitch us, ourselves as the leads. That was not our uh, goal because we think of ourselves as mainly writers. And uh, so the chicken came first. Yeah. So. Huh? And then See, yeah, I'm no. sorry. Would it, it corporate- well, that, that happens all the time? You go in to pitch something, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, can you make it for girls? Yeah, or can you make it an animated show? Mm-hmm. Right." But you, it, what was the sketch show? The sketch show was sort of like a uh, the concept behind it was kind of like a dark version of Portlandia set at a corporation. So, like, here I'll give you an example. Oh, so of a little sketch. vignettes in a in a kind of or a, like a lot of runners. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like a lot of runners in the mm-hmm. same office setting, but it was definitely surreal. It was definitely sadistic. One sketch idea we had was there's a guy who's like furiously putting together like a rifle in his uh, cubicle and he's like muttering how he wants to kill everyone. Like, fuck this place. Fucking he's putting together the scope and everything. And then finally, and everyone's just like quietly working or whatever. And then finally he picks up the scope. He starts pointing at people and then another shooter comes in and they see each other and they're like, oh, and, you know, then they both decide to go home. Like, they just wanted to be special or whatever. And so it was like, we pitched some really dark shit like that. We pitched the whole place, like, blowing up. Like we, And we were going to kind of shoot this stuff on our own and make a proof of concept and pitch it. Because we're good at making things. And we're like, if we can just show you how fucking weird this is, maybe you'll buy it. Or maybe you'll let us write a script or something. So we were about to do that. But then we got a meeting and we're like, let's just pitch this insane idea to Comedy Central. We had both worked with Comedy Central in the digital domain, like for Comedy Central Digital. And Matt had done some, like Adam Devine's house party. We were on their radar as young stand-ups that they liked to some degree, as everyone in comedy is for some, for the most part. And, um, Not me. Huh? Oh no, you are. Trust me, you are very on the fucking radar. I told them oh, yeah, I was coming here, and they're like, "Tell him hi." And uh, I uh, and so then <laughs> tell him that he's on the yeah, radar. Tell him on the fucking radar, and that's either good or bad. <laughs> um, but then yeah, so then they just decided like, you know what? These guys have done enough um, stuff that we can trust them with a very low script fee to write a potential pilot. So we ended up writing a, a narrative pilot and it ended up being corporate and it became this really They much said, better and thing. you, for the sketch show, you guys weren't going to be in the sketches? We were going to be side characters, m- mostly side characters. We were not pitching ourselves the leads at all, which is silly, but I feel like in comedy, most people don't know their value. And so we were, I, I never thought I was like an actor. I was acting in sketches because I wrote them and wanted to put something out there to be like, look, I can make things, whatever. I just want to be writing or doing things or just be employed in comedy. I didn't have a big time goal. And I never thought of myself as a performer in that way. Um, and, uh, and then they're like, they like to wrap shows around young comedians. That's what Comedy Central's model is. So they're like, most of their shows are like even if you are a writer like be in it too you're a young comedian maybe you can go on tour and then also like how Amy Schumer does it or Hannibal like all those people they like want people who are in front of the camera that can then go on tour Um, and that's like the model so they said yeah go make uh, go do it if you guys are the leads and then we just created a narrative show that's cool it's crazy I'm trying to go behind the camera and stay in town yeah (laughs) it's my model Oh, I I pretty much want to stay creating shows and stay in town. Oh, I, are, are I, you, don't you want to go on tour with like some somehow with corporate? 
You got to do that. A little bit, but it's... You kidding uh, me? That's money in the bank. Mm, it's not as much. That's house money That'd right there. That'd be cool. There. Like, the whole audience has to show up in... In suits? In, in, in corporate wear. You know? <laughs> it's yeah. dress code. There's a yeah, dress there's code. Yeah, there's a dress code. But I think, haven't you guys, like... I don't know. Performing is, is great, but creating in town is way better i don't, I don't think oh, there's yeah. anything Does, even if i mean per, way 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 better if even if performing pays a lot more it's like not brent though i like to be at home making stuff i just want to make things well i i like to i i'm down to do both i like to do both you know and i liked i mean i like the idea of touring actually when you have stuff that people have seen you know i mean like i think your setup is good you know it is good because you, it's also my point of view for the most part mm-hmm. like like the show is my point yeah of yeah view yeah totally stage. yeah but it, i i would love to do it but but also if i had to choose i would make things my whole life i mean it's mm-hmm. like the bet like if I had to choose, I would make things because it's so creative and fun, and like you can, it, it's such a good job, and you get to like go home. I have cats that I love that I want to be around a lot. How I many? Be there for when they're growing up. Uh, two cats, Pebbles and Shiksa. Um, how come Angel, not? Shout how come out. not Bam? Huh? How come not? Bam? Because they came with the names Pebbles and Coco, and they're two black cats, and I thought Coco was way too racial, and I've always wanted Shiksa to be the name of a pet because I think it's a great name, and. Um, that's how that happened. I meant Bam Bam, not Bam, but yeah. Oh, Bam would be. Yeah. I called my sister Bam growing up because her name is Sam, so that was also really charged for me. Sam Bam. Yeah. <laughs> what does your family think about your show? Depends who in the family we're talking about. My dad loves fame, so the idea of me, like he came to Seth Meyers, the taping is one of the best things he's ever experienced because he loves famous people so much. Oh, I thought when you said he loves fame, he loves the TV show he loves the, or the movie. He loves the, 70s. the song by David Bowie. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, He loves like fame and like backstage stuff, so that's really cool for him. And I think us getting written about in like USA Today was like, he loves it. He's 84, but he still clips out the articles. My mom... He went to Seth Meyers? Yeah, he lives in Seth New York. Seth Myers? Seth Morris. Seth Morris. Um, yeah, yeah, he lives in New York, and so he came to that taping, and that yeah. was exciting for him. So he loves that part of it. Um, he loves that, like, I think he always wanted to be a comedian, and so I think the idea that I'm doing it is is a fantasy he's sort of living through. Um, my mother, I don't, I think is completely baffled. I don't think thinks, I don't think she thinks, I think she loves me intensely, but doesn't think I'm that, like, smart or talented like like I don't, I don't think she's i think she it's completely baffling to her that any of this is happening and i agree I, I have the same viewpoint of my own experience so i think she's just like this is fun you know what i mean like a little white wine drunk being like woo um and i and i'm just so but they're very happy for me and supportive i they truly can't believe it they're still at that age though my mom's close to 70 my dad's 84 where the billboards were the craziest thing like the advertising in the sky was like oh yeah. my god a billboard um right. and so that was crazy my sister's thrilled. I mean, people are pretty happy. I mean, I think it's... I'm it's the just you really like the show? Yeah, I think they really do. And I think that, like, they're... I'm the weirdest one in the family, I think, by far. So I think they've always looked at me as a little like, what's going to happen with that guy? And now that it's turned out fairly well for now, I think they're thrilled. But I'm... There's so much... All of them are so much more normal than I am. So it's like a very... I think they're happy, but they didn't know what else I would do. So I think they're also relieved. How are they normal? What does normal mean and what does weird mean? I know what he means. That's the same thing with my family. Like, I'm the weird one. Basically. Oh, just like you're into like, just cool stuff? You mean? I mean, they're, they're, cool? They're married. You mean by weird, they're... do you mean cool? Yeah. Like, is your sister yeah. married? Oh, you're yes. cool. So you're saying, has a kid. So you're saying you're cooler than the rest of your family. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I am. You too, huh? 
Well, yeah, for sure. You well, guys are such cool guys. Huh? I would never say that. <laughs> well, obviously, weird no, but that's and, what you mean, I guess, right? In a way, right? weird and cool are obviously um, um, generalizations. Normal is a generalization, but like, I don't think, I think that lifestyle to me is not is is not is it's weird boring to you. Is weird for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like going living in the suburbs or something is sounds like. Yeah, de- it, like normal is my normal is my normal, and but their normal is more of a status quo normal is that yeah what, it's you know? what most people do yeah that's what i'm saying yeah and obviously there's no normal and a lot of seemingly normal people are it's like how are you this way how do you like go to a job and then come home and watch tv and are okay with that and then you die like it's so bizarre but in general what most people are doing it's like they get married kind of young and then they have a kid and they like on weekends go to a park and eat dinner once a week at a nice restaurant and watch tv and that's what they talk about and i think that like uh we just made some bizarre choices with our lives and we do it's a it's very irregular the way we make money even if it's regular so i think like that's just a little weirder of a path Mm. and in terms of how i'm weird i'm weird because i constantly talk about killing myself and come and like like uh wanting to have sex with, <laughs> wanting to have sex with cats and i get on stage and reveal things about myself and i have holes in my shirt and don't give a shit and will gladly kill myself at any point just for a bit so it's like sort of like i think that's weird i don't think it's weird to me it's obvious why i should do those things but it is weird because people have extremely intense reactions to it from people who love me talk about having sex with cats well, I mean, it's just they're flaunting. They're flaunting that shit. You know what I mean? It's like we can pretend that cats don't have that sleek fur that's attractive to us, that shine, in the same way that you see like, like a, a woman's hair that's like so well conditioned, like they've really been dealing with conditioner, and you know it like has that nice bounce. The cats have the same kind of fur. They're cleaning themselves constantly. They they're walking around. They have this weird, tight, nervous energy, and it's like sexual. <laughs> it's undeniably sexual and it, i'm not saying i want to fuck them i'm just saying that uh, of course i want to and, and but i'm not going to because it would hurt them and it would it's illegal and i love the law <laughs> you know i love the law you ever see that movie Leolo? no it's but one of my top in my top 10 favorite movies of all time it's a french canadian movie but they they make it happen with a cat no i know yeah, some kids do. They're beautiful animals. I mean, like look at like the cat family: cheetahs, jaguars. They're so majestic and muscular. Lion and is lion is the king. They're sexy as fuck. They're sexy as fuck. Anyone saying they're not is literally lying for the sake of PC culture. And I, and PC culture is fine, but like, maybe they're not dogs. In this Wait, case, you don't think dogs? Maybe are, they're more of a dog person. Dogs are ugly as fuck. Ugly as fuck. I mean, it's not that they're not cute, but they're ugly, and there's nothing sexual about them. And cats are just, there's just something kind of like, it's there, man. <laughs> Even Let me ask like, you this. You think cats cats are sexy. Do you think Catwoman from Batman Returns is sexy? The reason why not is because there's a woman there. And it's like, if it really? were just a cat. But she acts yeah. like a cat kind of. Course she's sexy. It's one of the sexiest people ever is any Michelle derivation. Pfeiffer? Oh, or Michelle. Any- Did Halle Berry play Catwoman? I don't know, did she? Well, I think she. if she didn't, she basically did, because she's cute. <laughs> she's sexy like a cat. Yeah! <laughs> she's got that cat sexiness. Yeah! So, and you say it like a cat. You say yeah like a cat, too. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, wow. Yeah, well, obviously cats are cute. There's, there's a sexuality to them. and like, What's it? Do you like Catwoman in oh, general? I love her. Do you like the idea of combining a woman with a cat? Do I like it or do I love it? 
because I'm fine with it. Oh, you don't love it? Well, I, I don't want to really combine species. It's like I want to know what I'm working with. I kinda, okay. I kind of want to know the specific species because it's like... So a cat... What am I going to wear about to the date? A cat woman, meaning a woman that is a cat, like a cat... Not even we're not even talking about superhero here or whatever villain. Yeah, what are we we're talking, talking about? like a a morphed like an anamorph? An anamorph? Yeah, you wouldn't be into that. I, that is so deeply sexual that I almost want to vomit. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes you're like I'm so turned on that I just gotta do something weird right now. Like, Let's what see. if there was a full grown cat with breasts? Would that be? In, would you be interested? Here's in that? my question: What if there wasn't? Because <laughs> I don't know what I would do. <laughs> All right, let me let's um, let me reel it in here a little bit. Now on stage, I've seen you, I've performed with you before. Yeah, we've done some and shows you, together. You, you you do a lot of stuff that might shock the crowd. Talk yeah. about suicide and Woo! stuff. And come. Do uh-huh. people um, say anything to you after the show? Um, what do you mean? Because yeah, I mean of course. I mean negative things like. Uh, I don't know. Or do you get heckled? Or does or, anyone ever like have a bad reaction or, to? Yeah. Oh yeah, your, I, I th- your comedy, which can be kind of what's the word? Caustic. Caustic. Great word. Um, yeah, I've had a few bad reactions. I, I, I mostly perform in L.A. I mean, I, I do like quote unquote alt rooms and also like the comedy store and the improv. So I try to spread it out to have like as varied experiences as I can within L.A. But I'm mostly in L.A., which is a pretty like specific bubble of people. Um, at least from from my history with stand up, so I don't. I think I can gauge pretty much where people are at, and I'm pretty much. It's easier because I'm not performing to people in Montana who really don't want to hear what I'm saying. Like I performed in like Western Washington and, and like to a fisherman's community, and they were like, "No," like they were just like, "Absolutely not." I don't have. I'm not adept enough at comedy. Maybe like Brent is where he can have a very specific type of comedy and can pretty much do well n- almost no matter where it is. I'm not really like that. I think I'm like for a very specific type of audience and I'm usually performing to some version of that audience. Um, so that's one reason why it's not that many um, negative responses. When I have... Um, one thing I had to learn how to do was like smile after some of my jokes because <laughs> I think sometimes I'm like I think it's really fun. I think it's being I'm just being silly. Like I'm trying to be insane. Like insanity is what's funny to me. So I'm just being insane and if I smile they're like, "Oh, he's joking." Even though it is a comedy show. But I think yeah, there's one time where I, I have a joke <laughs> about fucking dogs and I, it would happen to be a benefit for animals and the woman sent me a message being like um you really shouldn't joke about that because I work with dogs who have been fucked and it's really <laughs> oh fucked God. up. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, I, I'm like, most of the time, I think people... Here's the thing. Most of the time, if people don't like my stuff, they'll just avoid me. Because it is caustic and they probably don't want to talk to me. Um, sometimes I'll get like, wow, what you were saying was like really fucked up, but I did find it funny, so I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes yeah. people are like, what you were saying was really messed up, but I did find myself getting aroused when we were talking about the cats and the dogs yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I think so. so. It's like, yeah, I think people, <laughs> I think if you're going to approach your me, if you're going to, I don't get many people coming up to me. I mean, it's happening. Has anyone given you a pamphlet or a, a number to call, a suicide hotline number or anything like that? They've given me, 
well, a few things about that. I've gotten tons of numbers for people who have cats with breasts, and that's great. <laughs> but the, the one, I, I don't really get suicide um, hotline stuff in person, but on Twitter and Facebook, I've been locked out of those programs because people think I'm threatening suicide, yeah. even though it's just jokes. Like, it's right. just fucking jokes. Have you, you know? ever been truly suicidal ever? Um, what does that mean? Have you ever, like, seriously contemplated suicide? What does seriously contemplating mean? Not, you weren't joking. Yeah. Have you ever tried to commit suicide, actually? No. Okay, yeah. No. But and, I, I've definitely thought about it a lot. Yeah, because life is terrible. And it's like, I also don't... Are you a dark person, yeah? I think so. But I think I'm also silly. Like, I think, to me, it's not just um, darkness. It's that I think life is so spectacularly unimportant, and it always ends in pain, for the most part, that ending it at any moment doesn't matter. It's just, it's a, like, to me, the access to comedy in my brain is the fact that life is like a video game and can end at any moment. And so I don't care if I die. It's such Why a would cynical, you give a shit? Cynical look. If you don't have a kid, it's not cynical. Most of it it's ends free. In pain. No, it's free. It does mostly end in pain. Well, I mean, you could focus on the painful. I mean, I know what that you have some back don't end in pain? Um, oh, if oh. you die in your sleep, that's the luckiest you get. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, it's like three years of cancer. Are you saying or, life ends in pain a lot of times? I thought you were saying most things end in pain. I said life ends in pain. Life ends in pain. Yeah, and so I'm just saying, like, I just have, like, a, I think a silly, ridiculous view of the world where it's like, if it ends, then it's over. Then the pain's over. I'm not going to get anything by continuing to live. I'm going to die anyway. I don't think life is that incredible that you need to keep living it because you're not taking it anywhere. You're not going to heaven or hell, so you're going to fucking die. So it's hilarious that you can die at any minute, and it's a funny threat. It's funny. It's funny to live that way. It's funny to live that freely. It doesn't matter if you die. How come you're so dark and have a dark perspective, and wh- where did this come from? Um, I, there's suicide in my family, um, and also there's just like Jewish depression uh, coursing through my family, and I've just had it ever since I was pubescent. Pubescent? Yeah. It never stopped? No. Wait, you've always... You wait. I have had depression since you were. Uh, oh yeah. Pubescent. Yeah. So thirteen. Yeah. You've been depressed Maybe since you were thirteen. Even did 12. you have a bar mitzvah? I did, but I regret it. Was and it like didn't, all, that? Didn't cure anything. Was it like a goth it, theme? I think it made it worse. Was it kicked it off? It made it worse because it was a gaudy uh, show of like uh, a religion that I think is ridiculous. And I mean, I love Judaism without their religion but i hate religion i hate parties in the name of religion i hate that money was spent for it because fucking what are we talking about with judaism and it's just like uh so that i think worsened it and it becomes like a popularity contest and i hated where i grew up and uh where you grow up new york chester new york yeah but also i feel really good right now i'm just being honest about how i feel like this is the thing so i think this is really interesting because you seem like really happy but like right now my life's really good i and but the thing is what's tough to explain about this is like it's like, oh, you're so dark. It's like, but I don't view it as dark. I think someone's putting that quality on it. Where it's like, I'm just telling you how I feel and how I see things. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I don't think things are that important at all. And it really upsets me how important people take everything. And it's like, kind of like... Well, I think the reason people take things importantly, at least take life in, uh, seriously, or you know, think life is important, is because when their life is over, it affects other people, you know? Uh, or you know what I mean, like that. That they're maybe that's well. Maybe that's, people will be delighted when he. I would be when he dies. <laughs> yeah, I would be thrilled. I would love to be forgotten immediately. And I understand that it affects people. People when miss you them. Die. People miss. Yeah, miss but the so person. what? Then you're dead. You don't know. 
<laughs> Who cares? Oh, you don't know, yeah, but the other people will know. You know okay. Will be well, they're going to have to deal with it with a bunch hey, of a other question. people, too. When people have died in your life, yeah. do you get sad? Yeah. Do you miss them? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you miss people in general? Like, I mean, you know, not that are dead, but just um, do you miss people? Sometimes less than I hope I would. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, I guess I can easily live without this thing that I uh-huh. thought was really important. Uh-huh. Um, I, Did uh, you ever pitch an idea for corporate that they were, the network was like, you went too dark on this one? Mm-hmm. What? Did you anything come to mind? A lot of things. I mean, like, it's just... Did I you just, ever have any cat sex things in there? Some lines Don't about go, it. Let them... <laughs> He has some lines about cat sex. But I think actually Pat made us cut it, <laughs> um, not the network. Yeah, there's a lot of dark jokes. Um, you know, there's a lot of like comments about, like, are there too many suicide jokes here? Uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> no, of a specific, cold. like, we wanted to do the gunman thing. Take your sweater off. Um, it's cold, I say. It's it's hot. It's summertime hot Aren't you, out Are here? you cold? I'm a little hot. Okay. But See? Actually, I'm hey, starting you know to what? I'll, no, no, I'm still, I'm still good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I'm Leave good. Leave it I'm as good. is. If you guys are both hot. Uh, I can yeah. turn it up one notch, meet you in the middle. I mean, Honestly, I almost want to go to my car and get my thick-ass jacket right now. There's a blanket behind you. Do you want my sweater? Nah. Okay. Um, Actually, it probably has cat hair on it. I think you're allergic. Yeah, I am. Um, But uh, in terms of... But to go back to what you were saying, I'll answer both questions, but I think most people... I think I'm pretty funny on stage, and I think that overwhelms the sort of like sadness or caustic nature. Like, I'm still making jokes. There is a method behind it, and I think it's pretty clear. Like, I'm not... There are there is joke structure, and I'm usually usually doing pretty well. You know what I mean? Like not always, but like I'm mostly pretty good at comedy. I think, and so I think people are mostly laughing. It's not for everyone, but I don't like comedy that's for everyone. And so I think those people just avoid me. That's to answer that question. Uh, once in a while, they'll be like, "That's ridiculous" or whatever. But I think most of the time they're la- like, "I want to get people to the point where they're laughing and they kind of don't feel like they should be, but they're laughing." I like that. That's like a challenge that I really enjoy, and I, I think that's what I'm trying to achieve. In terms I like of, that too. I like that yeah. Too. That's just kind of that's just my, the way I can do it. I don't think it's what everyone should do, but it's what I can do. It's a good feeling. Um, do you like having fun? Um, I've had a really complicated history with having fun, actually. Um, and that's like one of my issues is like one of the reasons why I think I just I'm so negative is like I just don't feel good when other people feel good. Like I'm always like. Like, just sort of confused why people enjoy certain things. Uh, like, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. When people are enjoying your comedy, does that make you feel good? It sounds like you're answering a different question. Like, Well, no, that's people having fun. That's... No, does he like having fun? I, you I, said I, I you don't like when other no, people have fun. No, I, no, I originally did ask that, but then he, he, he moved on to another thing that I was wondering. Now I'm thinking that. I'll gladly answer both. Which Go. one do you want me to answer first? Whatever you want. Player's choice. Um, okay. I think that... Uh, if I'm on stage Temple and people choice. are doing well, um, I don't derive happiness out of them being happy. Hmm. I don't care if the audience is happy. I'm just there to have a good time. And if I'm having a good time, most of the time I have a good time is if they're feeling good and I'm doing well. Not always. Sometimes it's fun to bomb or fun to have a weird experience that you've never had before. Like, oh, this is a bizarre feeling. Um, I want to do well because that in general makes me feel good, but I don't necessarily care if I made them feel joy. And... Do I have fun when I'm doing well? Yes, it is fun, but less and less so the older I get. The more sets I do, doing well isn't doesn't have it's gone a minute after I'm off stage at most. In terms of whether I like to have fun or not, I think this is an issue I've had in relationships and how I feel most alien to people. So I don't drink, I don't smoke pot anymore. So I don't really understand the point of socializing and I have a little social anxiety beyond like two or three three, four, five people. Like, I don't really like socializing unless I'm performing. If I'm performing, I can perform to 
lots of people don't give a shit because I'm in control. But if it's a bunch of people, I feel really stressed because I'm thinking about what everyone else is thinking. But in general, the fun I like to have is not what other people like to do. I don't understand the point of going to a bar. I don't really understand the point of a lot of dinners. I don't really understand the point of so many forms of socialization. I like to work. Uh, you don't like to socialize? For the most part, no. You don't like joking around with your friends? If it's small groups, I do. Yeah, okay, so then you like to socialize in a small, smaller scale But not setting. as much as you guys probably do. I mean, I love hanging out with my friends, but I don't particularly love loud parties where it's hard to hear people. But, yeah, but you have but, game nights all the time. Yeah, like that. it's I, fun. I do it sometimes. It is fun, and I don't access the same joy other people do about it. Again, you I do, like my life a lot. You do solitaire? I play solitaire. Do you play video I jerk games? off a lot. I'm just, I'm I don't play video you games. You jerk off a lot? I jerk off a lot. Like, how often? <laughs> Four times a year, at least. Uh-huh. And, uh, that is a lot. Do you, uh, do you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Uh, I'm straight, and I do not have a partner right now. Um, do, are you getting... Um, is anyone hollering at you now that you're on TV? A few more people are, and it's weird. You have to, like, oh, yeah? say no. You didn't recognize on the you street You have to yet? say no. Well, if you don't have any idea who the person is, it's a little like you should. You got to be a little careful about that, right? Because uh, then next thing you know, you're on Variety. What's well, also just like, who is this person? Like, like you don't. You're reacting to a version of me that's not me, right? And I know. so I'm it's just like kidding, a little. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, it, it, there's a there's a curiosity if anyone wants to have sure. sex with you. You're like, that's interesting. I'd like to know what that experience is like, like like anthropologically. Um, it's but a catch twenty two now because you want you like the attention, but then if you act on it. Then it's an issue you have to deal with. Then it's an issue. Then it's this weird thing where like the, there's like a, maybe a dynamic or something. Yeah. Luckily, off. it's not that dramatic for me, and I don't really respond to most people. It, there aren't that many people hollering. But um, street, street, is there any street cats me out? Is there cats meowing? Or <laughs> yeah, they fucking meow. You know, because I'm not home that much, and then when I come back, they're like, "Do you like you? being called a cool cat?" Because, you know, you like cats. I'm not a cool cat, though. I'm, like, anxious and not that cool and mm. a little bizarre. I don't know how to Do you think cats letter. are anxious, though? One Do you of my think cats you're is like a cat? Anxious. Are you like a cat? In some ways, Wait, yeah. Wait, is there a question he didn't answer yet? Yeah. You rapid fired on Streets. Oh, streets. it happens quite rarely. Oh. It's not... The show's not really a hit. I think it's, like, respected, but not many people have seen it. So, I don't... They must have seen the billboards. They must have been... But, but, hey, that's the guy from the elevator. But the most memorable... <laughs> the most memorable billboards are the ones that were just words that said Comedy Central is corporate, uh, oh, yeah, and it yeah. weren't my face. So... And I look better on the billboard than I do in real life, so it's... You look I, the same. Uh, but I think that... Um, <laughs> it's true. But I think yeah, straight a up. few people, like, come up and be like, oh, hey, Jake... Love, love the show, great work. I'm like, oh, thank. But it's not that much, and um, which is great because I think that's a weird thing. I think sometimes I've noticed a few times on public people looking at me a little different, like, oh, they're clocking who I am. But for the most part, not at all. And also, I'm at home a lot, and I don't really go out that much. So it's like kind of, it's great. I don't want that part of Plus, success. You at live all. in Silver Lake, right? I live in Silver Lake, and everyone's you live by on yourself, a TV yeah? show. Well, by yourself, yeah, by myself. Yeah, that's, that's how you don't oh, yeah. get eye contact is be on a TV show. Yeah, and everyone's like. Forget yeah. that person. I oh. have noticed that the only other slight difference is doing stand-up again now that I have some time. I've noticed that if they intro me and they mention the show, there's a few more hearty claps. Like It seems there's a recognition of the show. I don't know if people are coming to the show to see me, but it feels like maybe a f- one or two a show are coming. Mm. Sort of. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. It's not overwhelming. You're getting, are you getting fan mail or anything? Not a ton. Honestly, not done. It's honestly not that successful a show, which is great. I just want to get paid to make hey, it. Hey, you know, 
by that second t- season, though, people people won't be able to deny it, though. You know, I hope so. Because um, you let, know, it takes a couple seasons for shows to become hits. I'm, you know I mean? so, I'm thrilled with how it's doing. Do I don't you, need. Do it you to have be experience at, um, as a corporate employee? For the most part, no. I've worked. Um, I mean, I, the the corporate is the hook, but I think it's really just about jobs you don't like. I yeah. think that's mainly what it is. It's just like fun to put it in a corporation. Did you have a job um, before you got this show picked up? I've had a lot of different jobs. Um, for the last, but like, did you have you know like a job job? The last job job I had that was like a shitty job was I worked at a chandelier store at Larchmont and Melrose, and um, that oh, sucked. That's where I want to buy my house. Uh, yeah, well, you can, around there. you can buy that store if you want. No, the store, live in that? Yeah, just make it? it a house. There's already good lighting. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, I I worked that job for three or four years, and I worked in post-production on a bunch of TV shows uh, for a few years, and I've worked as Did a you PA. Edit? No, I worked, uh, I failed my way upwards with post-production PAing, then coordinating, then supervising. Oh, post-supervisor. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I was a really young post-supervisor, although I wasn't good at it, and I, I didn't like what I was What shows do you work on? I worked on Rescue Me, mainly, mm-hmm. uh, a Dennis Leary vehicle, mm-hmm. and uh, I worked on a, a show called Canterbury's Law, and I had a PA gig on a bunch of other shows. I mean, I, PA'd, I, were, I made dub, dubs in the Sony dub room for years, like literally just DVD copies. I've, were, I've written on a bunch of failed like game show pilots and like dumb shit like that and sold a few shows we had like matt and i sold this dumb little thing to mtv once and we sort of made it but it didn't go and i was sort of making money that way or like doing punch up or little things like that for years and i you know doing data input for a few different companies and weird little side gigs and stuff like that um but i i I haven't had many corporate jobs. I would say Matt did. But again, what's interesting about making the show was we people have often said, like, how do you know exactly what it's like? But a lot of it is just our hypothesis of what it's like. And I think that, like, our show is pretty surreal. But people think it's their reality. I think it's because we're just assuming their lives are as bad as we think they are. And we did interview some people from Amazon and Google and all those places. And we're like, here's our guess of what it's like and they're like basically like yes and here's a few specifics you can add so you did some research about the corporate world a little bit once the, the show, show had been picked up yes yeah yeah interesting how did um, how did that how did you do that through friends um through friends or people who were like married to people who oh there. okay you so know, it wasn't I, some official like posting or something. no uh we did Seeking it all employee no because they shouldn't they didn't want anyone to know they were you know what I mean? Like, right, right. like the people at Google can't. You, they are not supposed to tell us this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's all like through sort of back channels and stuff like that, and uh, just a lot of it's it's all the structure of most companies are the same. It's like like shit travels downhill. Everyone's scared and everyone's kind of stressed and overworked, and no one's ever really accomplishing anything. Yet somehow things get done. Yeah, I mean, I could I could relate. Yeah, you I've work never in post production. I've never had a corporate job i guess but i've had so many jobs i'm sure if you watch the Pretty show you can relate job, to it to some degree yeah when i worked at subway when i was like in high school yeah like the same dynamic is going on why well, interviewed you for the show about subway and that's how we came up with everything <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were serious for a second i'm like having that panic thing of like <laughs> i don't remember what the, <sighs> yeah i mean the thing is is you just have to i think often if you have in imagination, people are going to relate to what you're doing, even if they don't really. They're just going to be like, if you make something that's good, they're going to be like, that's so my life, even though it's not. 
Which, so I posted on the Facebook, the Poundcast Facebook page, and a few people Whoa. commented, um, which, which real-life corporation is Hampton DeVille most similar to? I think we were basing it sort of theoretically, the idea of infinite growth and sort of like the need to swallow the world, like on GE or Berkshire Hathaway, places that don't specialize in any specific product, but they kind of take credit for everything. They just buy companies. What's like, Berkshire Hathaway? It's Warren Buffett's company that buys other companies. Oh, wow. Um, and so we just wanted something that seemed like, like Amazon or like Google or GE, places that just like do everything and it helps with the sh- with writing the show because you can apply it to different you when you're creating a show concept at least the ones that i would want to create you kind of because to me corporate is like a ve- i don't want this to sound too whatever but this is how i think about about it is like it's a vehicle for social and political satire and commentary so you need to think of a show concept that allows you to talk about anything and so the corporation talks about corporate life but it also talks about a lot of different things and it's the vehicle of a corporation that has Inf- infinite possibilities that allows you to comment on almost any aspect of life and that's just the structure of the show and the concept do you mind if i switch gears for a second sure uh what's the longest what year re- like relationship you going stuff? down or up um maybe it's to the side Do you know how to do <laughs> stick shift yeah i don't i do yeah i have a little stick shift my first car the first car i owned was a stick shift. was it a peugeot Oh, no, it was a Ford Who Escort. Know? I had a 94 Ford Escort. I mean, I knew that. Ford Escort. It's Ford obvious. Escort. So, what, I had what, I had the um, Mercury Tracer, which is pretty much the Ford Escort with a different badge on the back. Super oh, really? Forest, Why did they do that? Sorry. No, I don't Just know. To, now, I, I wanted to ask you, how long is the longest relationship you've ever been in? It was three years of my life. Three years? And how long did it take for you to get over that relationship? You know, I was talking about this recently because I went through a breakup in... December and we're recording this in April and it's like how do you know you're over it like that's something I don't think you necessarily know because I think sometimes when you, you don't think about it really that much anymore as much I was thinking about this recently too because I was thinking about uh, a relationship and thinking like maybe am I am I still screwed up from that yeah and that was like a year and a half ago it's something. hard to you know, know. I mean? it's like and do you repress is there a healthy way to get you think a relationship? you're you think you're fine but then it's like wait a second you look around yeah. or you, and you're like wait a minute maybe I'm messed up yeah, I think I so. I think it. it's hard to know. I think some things you never get over to some degree. Like, uh-huh. does it affect my life negatively every day? No, I, I think I'm I'm over any relationship. Does um, it cause you pain to see that person? Maybe you're not over it if it causes you pain so you to see that that's, person. That's Maybe. The thing? Maybe. Well, that's interesting too. You know, if, or if it if it if it makes you sad to see the person in person or you know? cat. I or- think, honestly. <laughs> I, to not have like any rage at the situation or any anger or sadness, it probably took it probably took a year and a half or two years. So I heard some, from someone recently that it takes that a good rule of thumb as half far as get half the time yeah. you were in the relationship. Yeah. But I think that's so that's, like it's yeah. dumb. I mean, uh-huh, yeah. it's sort of like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But well, I, I mean, you just said a year and a half. You know, hey. it might have been two. It might have been three. It, oh well, that that does check out. Yeah, it's just sort of like. Might have been three years to get over the three-year relationship. But what does get over it mean? Meaning that if you see the person, that you don't have any sad or pain, feeling of pain or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I think one time, if people that really hurt me, I think it took like, like did terrible things to me. It took probably like five years. Like Uh it, it just wasn't, and I didn't date them for that long. I think it's a little, I don't know. It's hard to figure out. I also don't know. 
I just don't know. I still feel like I'm learning about myself psychologically so much where it's like I don't really know what I want or if intimacy is good for me or bad for me and I don't know the place it has in my life and sometimes I'm shocked that I can get over relationships so fast. I'm like, oh wow, this thing I thought that meant something to me meant nothing and then sometimes things that were over quickly that I maybe was like confused about were like, oh no, I regretted this for years. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. I, I'm very confused about my emotional palate. What is case by case basis. Sure. Now, what is love? That's the thing I don't know how to answer. I think it's similar to what you you were saying, like love. Or are we talking about romantic love or just love? Or Netflix's love. With Paul Russ's love. I was talking about Paul Russ's. It's love. a vehicle for Paul Russ. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the um, the Beatles Cirque du Soleil show. That was a vehicle for the Beatles songs. Uh-huh. Um, what is love? I don't know. I um, I kind of don't. Love. I'm talking about the song. What got is love. to do with it? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the song. What, what is, is love? Um, is that Night at Roxbury? It isn't that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm do you have you. any good? Lance? No, no. But what? Do you, what? How do you know if you you love someone or not? Oh, that is something I've never. Because I've definitely said I love you to people when I didn't love them. Because I don't want to. Like I've I've done it both ways. There are people who've said I love you to me, and then I've been like, well, I don't love you yet, and they freaked out, and so then I've done it, and they like didn't like that. And no, here's the here's the thing. You don't say that. You say I care for you so much too. Yeah, but they notice. They notice, and if but sometimes they go, I love you, and I go. I'll probably love them at some point, so I'll just say it now. And that's a false feeling that creates distance, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so, the, I hate the words I love you. They're so fucking false. They're so dumb. Words are not tangible, especially in that emotional context. They're so stupid. Love is like being with someone in a fucking hospital. Well, maybe Wait, I gotta, I gotta weigh out of this. Brent, tell me you love me. Like, act like my girlfriend or something. I love you. Thank you. (laughs) Just say thank you. That is... That is really hurtful. I used to do that. that. Is really I used hurtful. to do that all the time. Because it's hilarious. You say thank you to someone saying I love you. It's like that's thank so. You. You're saying thank you. No, that is thank so you. It's hurtful. Nice thing to say. That is very hurtful. So then, what are you supposed to say if you don't love the person back? You well, I think it's you go like this. Sorry, I'm on the phone. What? Thank you. What? I'll be. I'll get right back to you. I don't. I think Fake it's a actually, phone call. I actually think it's pretty cool, actually, of you to be to say to be honest about it and say, um, I don't. I can't. I don't feel that feeling yet. One time, but well, that, I, I might. That's, that's just I, I think cold. That's, that's they don't. No, I think that's that's g- cool. Girls don't want to like hear that. that. But no. hey, you know what? No, I think you, you also you can't maybe you just so cold maybe you just about say it. it back. Well, see, you Brent, you but that's not very through. honest. No, way to you don't live. do either of those. You say thank you. Well, let me get back to you on that. No, that that is worse than anything else. You say thank thanks you. with an exclamation point. <laughs> no, no, you say thanks much. You go like this. Oh, you say it to me. I love you. Oh, and then give him a hug. Or you and then, like, in like, their ear, be like, thank you. That is so bad. You're so bad. <laughs> or you could just You're be a like... You're bad boy, you know You that? could just be like, why would you say that to me? <laughs> is that Talking fun? to me? What, well, one I got one, I got you one. You go like this. Me? I got... <laughs> me? This? Wait, say... You point yeah, at yourself you tell and me, go, this? Tell me, tell me you love You go like this. Okay. I love you. <laughs> you can also go... You can also go... Oh, you just laugh? Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> do it again. Love you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's- uh, uh, hey, you want to see that movie? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think one time um, I was dating a woman and uh, we were on the beach. I was visiting her and uh, she lived elsewhere and I was visiting her and we've been dating. She's a wonderful person and we were on the beach and I was about, I was like at the beach before she was going to take me to the airport and I said, 
uh, and I was a little drunk at the time, so I, I still drank at that time. And she, I said something to her like, I just want you to know that I really care about you. But that's what I thought I said. But what I actually said was, I just want you to know that I love you. And I didn't love her yet. And she immediately goes, well, I love you too. And that's when I realized, oops, I said the wrong thing. So I said, oh no, I am so sorry about what I'm about to do, but I don't love you yet. Yikes. I still really care about you, and I'm sorry. And she goes, well, I still love you. Is that okay? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> now, that was a horrible thing to do. That was a truly... That was one of the worst things I've ever done to a person. We're fine you now. Misspoke. We're still very good friends. But that was Who weird. Who is this? Uh, girlfriend? It was an ex-girlfriend. She's a, 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 how many... This is a th- the three-year one? No. Okay. Um, wonderful person. I later... We dated for a long time, and I did love her. I still... She's the best. But I did make that mistake where I was like, I need to be honest always. And um, I made that horrible mistake. It's a terrible thing I did to someone. Well, let me say this. I maybe think, maybe but it's I looked may, great. Maybe it's rude for people to spring that I love you thing on them because that puts them in an awkward spot. Yeah, I fucked up. Maybe maybe no, it's not it's not on you. It's on the person saying the oh, first I fault? love you. No, you should just go it's into no one's it. No fault. Saying, I'm saying maybe for future. You just if you want to say it, be prepared that they may not love you back, and that's okay. Yeah, but people aren't but like. By that. the way, but by the way, by the by, by the say by. it to me one more time. All right, I I love you. I'm thinking we get Chinese. <laughs> Chinese, Chinese what? What do you think about Chinese food tonight? I oh, freaking food. love you. You want to so go to you, Bangkok Grill? Hey, you know how like when you eat food and you just you, switch gears to something delicious. You think you speaking of which you know when you eat food and you think man I love this it's so good you know mm-hmm. like you think that well I think that maybe love can be as trivial as that. Yeah, I agree. You know, like, when people say I love you, yeah. they're maybe just really excited in the moment, and that's cool. That's fine. And so that's what love is, really, is just being really into it. I know, but then but society's then, no, created but, this, like, this idea, This idea that, that oh, when you would die for the person, yeah. or if, like, you, you know, you uh, you can't live without that person or something like that. I don't know about that, actually. Or, or, or like, I think that maybe I like love, when my friends think, tell me they love me, not, like, some romantic partner. That's what I like. Yeah, or That's like, the love I want. Or, or, or if you're talking about, right, like, Brent? music you like. Wait, say it again. I'm saying I like when my friends who I'm not like going to be having a sexual relationship with mm. or a romantic relationship mm-hmm. tell me that. Mm-hmm. that I love you. Hey, did you want to get something to eat at uh, after the show? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I think you guys love each other. I mean, the thing is, is like, but you know, but also I'll say casually say it and mean it. Like, if there's a, a a comedian or a musician that I think is awesome, I'm like, oh, I love them. Yeah, and I mean it. Yeah, they bring joy to my life. Yeah, yeah, I pretty so much love so anyone who brings lo- joy to my so life. So love can be that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and if someone makes you come. I mean, that's joy, even if it's like five seconds. Well, it's he, like that's love. And maybe you think of it in the moment. You know, oh, oh, I love, I love this. I know, but the word is so unfortunately loaded because of things like Hallmark and Valentine's yes. Day and advertising that yes. it gets distorted, and right. so there's this huge pressure to say I love you and have this. Per- ridiculous like linear way of having a relationship in life that's so offensive so point, but it's the economy and it's capitalism so and po- it distorts point, everything point being is people shouldn't take the phrase I love you too seriously one and two by the same token people should be able to say I love you and it's not a big deal because I it agree. doesn't mean it shouldn't mean much to begin with and also right? like I've said I love it you it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't mean much <laughs> what do you mean by that you know what I meant you know why I'm, I'm here. I'm thinking Chinese later. <laughs> I'm thinking Chinese later. Do you play? Do you play poker? Yes, you, I do. Yes, I do. I love. Yeah. Poker. What do you think this table? What do you think this table is? What could be anything? Well, maybe I'll invite you to poker night one night. Cool. If you can hang with the boys, I don't. I, I can't hang, hang with the boys. I like talking trash when I play poker. I can't hang with the boys. Well, I don't know who the hey, boys you know are. Hey, Jake, you and me. There's a lot of trash. Do, we do. Po- let's you and me do poker. I will play poker with you. 
Yeah. Now heads up. Just a heads up game. Heads up for everything. <laughs> heads up. The loser has to say they love the other one. Let me ask you this: <laughs> When did you quit drinking? I quit drinking when I was. Uh, I'm 34 now. I'm going to turn 35 in June. So I quit drinking when I was 27, I believe. Um, and it wasn't. I'm not an alcoholic. I wish there was a more interesting story, but I never liked drinking that much. Yeah. I always thought it was really it's like... It's poison. It's poison. I never liked the taste right, of you it. You never, never tried liked... it. You don't get it. I, I, I did try it Let when I was speak. 10 years old. I took a sip. Let him speak. When I was 10. Yeah, and so... So I you just, didn't have some like rock bottom AA thing? Not at all. I basically like... I just never liked it that much and just assumed you had to do it. And then I was driving around LA doing a lot of open mics and like my, when I, I was anxious when I first started doing comedy and so I would drink to calm down. Then I go, I'm going to fucking get a DUI if I do. Right. And I do a lot of open mics and then I stopped doing it just for a while to see how it would feel. And I was like, oh, I never liked it. My life's so much better without it. I hate people who get drunk so much. I think it's the I most totally basic, agree. horrible culture in the world. Uh, me too. I totally agree. It is a perpetuation of the worst stereotypes and behavior yes. ever. Yes. And I also think like it makes you fatter, uglier, yes. stupider. Yes. It's so boring it's- to talk about. But I also don't care. <laughs> but you know, because uh, you know, I I quit and basically three months ago. You're like, oh, you don't so drink? much better without it. You don't drink. It is. You haven't drank in three months. Um, I've I've had a few beers, but I've not I've not gotten drunk or anything. Like uh-huh. when I went to that bachelor party, I had three beers. Interesting, because that's the Doug, most I had. Doug, I think of Doug as actually a, a, a big drinker. Actually, I used to be a big drinker. Yeah, and uh, but, but I'm surprised had, that three I months actually. The, I, I had the that. epiphany of like. Um, it's when you're young, like the, and I'm just like, that's something you do in your twenties. Dude, I'm when like, you're young, what am, I, the cool what am I still doing this for? It's, it's so like, stupid. It's so disgusting. I, I just did it like as a it's legal def- poison, It is, but it was just sort of like a default. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? But it's, it's like just something cult, that's it's a cult. It's a culture. It's just like something that's there. You Dude, know what I mean? You're brought it's, up in this culture yeah. and you see advertising that's like everyone who's cool. I go to a drinks. show. I, you know, I go to a show. I do anything. There's, there's, I get a beer. And then, you know, that's just what you do. They give out drink tickets as payment. It's a fucking cult. And you have to get out of it to see what's going on. And it's so gross and so awful. I hate... You know what I really don't... One of the main things I don't like about comedy... And I love comedy. I think it's great. It's an amazing way to make a living. It's such a cool thing to do with your life. But what I don't like is most of it happens in a bar. Like, most of comedy is to entertain people in a bar. The improv is a bar. It's you know what I mean? Like they're selling drinks and food and like bar food, well, and it sucks that you're entertaining that's, drunk people. That's how you. That's how they make their money. No, I'm. I'm not saying the, the the. I'm saying that I don't like that. That's what comedy is. Right. I'm not faulting the place for making money. Do whatever like you, you would do. like it more if comedy was in theaters more. I'm just saying it's lame to be associated with alcohol. Yeah, I mean you. You're right, but you know, uh, yeah. I, is it too loud? Do you want me to turn it down? No, no, no. My ear was just hurting. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it, it is. That is a little bit kind of lame to be a, a part of that. But, I'm not yeah. faulting yeah. any structure around stand-up. I'm just saying that I had this realization the other day that most of my life takes place in a bar, and and I don't care about that. But that's what it is. I'm fine with it, but it's lame. It's just like a lame thing that people have to be drunk to have fun. It's so fucking lame, and it's it's such a um, well, losing I, I, game. I do I do have, kind of disagree because I think the bar. Well, bars were originally pubs, public houses where people would gather. So I I like bars in the fact that you go to a place and like hang out with people in like a public. But it's too loud. I like to go to like the. I agree. I, I'm I and sticky. Don't, look, I don't like loud. Sticky. I, I just like going to a place where people, you know, where you can like 
people watch or like mingle and you know meet people. Yeah, it's and, cool like, to meet and, people. And I like there has to be a place, and then if there was nothing to do there, but how would they make their money? Like you just, I'm not denying that. I think that's cool and it's important. And it's how society functions. But, but like, where 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 would it be? What? Where, a where, shop. where should comedy be? Like at the seafood restaurant? No, at a theater. I'm like not. Theater I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Uh, like, if you had your spaces. druthers and all, there's shows at every little bar in town. Like, where would they do it? I, I, I'm not offering an alternative. I'm just saying that, like, I just think it's bizarre that going to see this stuff, like, the fact that you need to get loosened up to laugh is just so right. weird. Or it's, even, it uh, is, or, it's cult like because the argument is like, where else would it be? It's like, I don't know. Society's structured the way it's structured. I just had this realization that people are often drunk or drinking at this thing that I do at my job, and I don't like drinking. That was just I don't get, people can do whatever the fuck they want with their stupid lives. I just think it's kind of <laughs> I just think it's kind of lame that jokes go with drinking. They don't always though. I mean, there's a lot of places that are not bars. You know that. No, I, I mean that's no, very recent. Very recent in no, history. That no, that's the case. Nah, no, that's not true. Well, I think it's quite. I, I don't agree. I think it's quite well established. I mean, comedy clubs definitely that, sell alcohol. Well, a lot, you know drinking I mean? does make, make people. More giddy, but it is. I, I mean, there's it a reason. Have to though. It doesn't that, have to. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm saying there's a reason that 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 people do it. It is kind of like, kind of unfortunate that people need it to loosen up, even not just to laugh, but to to be socialized better. I you know? agree because I think it's like I think it's the structure. Like, so it's the long term thing that I'm talking about. Again, if you want to fucking drink and laugh, great. But what I'm saying is like, in a sense, like okay, like people are horny, right? We're horny creatures. We're here. We want to fuck each other. And now most people, because they're brought up under religious, like an artifact of a religion, they have this horrible religious tutelage, they're like, feel ashamed. And so the only time they can feel okay to fuck is when they're like kind of drunk or high or something like that, at least when they're starting to fuck, right? But if we lived in a better society that didn't need religion, because we don't fucking need it, um, then you would be like, oh, fucking is good. I'm horny. I don't need to be drunk to fuck. And so I think it's like more the bigger structure that is lame and basic is like, you got to be drunk to like do things is the lame thing. I understand it's what people do and I don't really care, but I do think that like you can get to a better level with yourself sober. If we were trained that way from a, from a young age. I I think so too. Yeah. And let me just lay out my vision for... A perfect society. We have all these churches in place, right? Yeah. Every church, take the religion out of it, make it, make it no, no religion. Yeah, we go. We all go to comedy club on Sunday morning, <laughs> sober as a church mouse. Mm-hmm. And these bars, take the booze out of there. <laughs> these are laugh houses. You going to the laugh house tonight? Which laugh house are you going to? And you just go and you laugh with your friends, and you, there's games in there, and it's game. You know, you can do what about games. A, social you can do houses. poker. Social you can do poker in there. Social houses. Social houses. Yeah, public public go, houses. Public houses. Take the alcohol out of there. Take the beer out. Let's make just remove all the alcohol, except you know what you need to swab your swab penis your, with your penis <laughs> with before you put it in someone's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, people. I like that people have fun, and I think substances are like possibly good in the sense that they're like some sort of rebellion. But the way that a poison is so pervasive and like is so disgustingly used and like accepted yes. is just insane. And the way the way that people drive people drive drunk all the time, which is you so probably bad. haven't had a craft brewed IPA. 
I didn't, and I. So I'm just I that's kidding. why I stopped. Was the last time I was like, "This IPA is not working for me." By the way, Andrew Mashon is like that too. He didn't have a drinking problem, but he realized that it just it, 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 it's well, better I, to not drink. It just I, feels, I, I had the, the similar epiphany in like the end of January. I think more people could than they realize because I think what happens is I remember I had a friend who had a huge drinking problem. And I was like, you're a fucking alcoholic, man. And I'm going to stop being friends with you. Let's say, because, what are you talking about? I'm not a fall down drunk. I'm like, do you think that's what an alcoholic is? Someone who is constantly falling down? That's the images we put in our fucking media that make people think that's what an alcoholic is. And so they don't stop. Right. And so as they have to go get help. It's like, just fucking relax. Like, just fucking go run or eat good food or something. Like, or Because or, to me, one of the reasons I don't drink, I mean, I hate it. But I like doing things. I like yeah. making things. I get so much more pleasure out of that. Like one of the reasons we made sketches every fucking weekend for years because I would not be hung over and we'd get up at 8 a.m. and go shoot all day long. And that I, because I wasn't hung over, I could make things and I got so much more pleasure and gratification out of that than I'd ever get from being drunk. That's just my brain, you know? And I think more people would do that because I feel like a lot of drinking becomes self-hatred and you don't hate yourself if you're being productive. Also, it's just Absolute. I couldn't weird agree that more. people have to more. need alcohol. Like, if you're going to drink alcohol, you should do it because it's a form of entertainment that you can, you know, ha- oh, I'm going to do this for fun, but not because you need it to be more relaxed or oh, be, so you know, sad. you need it to be better socially or something like that or whatever, you know what I mean? Or True. to be more comfortable, it, you know, should be something that you do f- for recreation Abs- purposes. Like a dessert. You know, if, or something. Yeah, like, like a dessert or an experience. Yes, absolutely. Like... Um, I think like old... right, you shouldn't eat dessert if because you're hungry and you need to eat. Right? No, it is true. Actually, yeah, you should do dessert if you're it's like, like I want to have a fucking fun, dessert. You know? Yeah. yeah. Or like I still do psychedelics sometimes because I don't really think of those a drug. It's an experience that I've gained a lot from, and I don't. I'm not addicted to them. Like I've done mushrooms and acid. They're beautiful, incredible experiences. I've learned so much from them. I'm not. I'm not doing anything irresponsible. It has helped my life so much. I do them rarely, and they're great. But I'm not. It's not my personality. I got a question. Right. What would up? you ever be? Would you be in a commercial at all? I don't know. It depends how much money I need when I'm older. Right. If I don't have kids, well, here's am I? Oh, okay. well, okay. You maybe would. Okay, let's just say. I mean, You'd if they offer maybe. me a million dollars, probably. Okay, what? Now, would you be in an a? Would you be in an alcohol a, a commercial for alcohol? No, for a million dollars. I don't think so. I made it. I recently decided I don't think I could be in a commercial for alcohol. I, well, here's point. the thing: if I were like a lot of a lot in debt, uh, some for some reason, or like someone in my family really needed money for like surgery or something, I would do whatever because I don't think any moral is that important if you need to like help out your family. Uh-huh. I would do Chirac because um, <laughs> P Diddy is yeah, he's your ass. ass. I would do Corona. You know, maybe a cool beach beach location would be a nice uh, fun shoot. But yeah, in general, I think it's pretty bad. Um, I, I I I don't. I, I don't care about... I don't want to be pandering and pretend I'm more moral than I am, but I would like to be as moral as I am, which is a little picky and choosy. Like, I don't want to specifically go against my morals. I just don't think... I don't think all commercials are evil. Well, check this out. Weird Al Yankovic, he was offered a $5 million, like, some kind of um, alcohol commercial thing or something like that it, it, during his height, you know? Mm-hmm. And he turned it down because he knew he had a lot of uh, younger... Audience. I mean, and, a lot younger fans money, and stuff. You but know? he didn't need the money. It's like I don't. I'm not trying to. Like, it depends how. If I what need is Yankovic going to do with that? Five mil. Yeah. Get a haircut. You probably know what? Buy, you know what? Probably he, buy you know, a house in Larchmont. You know what he could have done? 
Yeah, then maybe he'll have the down payment for a house in Larchmont. <laughs> he could have taken that money. Would you approve of this if, if Weird Al took that entire paycheck and gave it to some charity sure. or something? I mean, that's another way to do it, and I've heard other people have done that a lot. But in general, it's like, if you have a bunch of money... Because like, then someone else is just going to do that ad. For sure. But and those, but you have that, to live in that your That alcohol brain. is going to still sell. Yeah. yeah, but it's like you're helping... like. You know, actively sell the alcohol. You know, it just depends where I'm at in my life. I think, like, it just depends what I need. So you would do it. You would do. What if about, my family you put, needed a million dollars? What if you needed a thousand dollars? No, I, you can get a thousand. <laughs> no, no, I, no. I can whore my know, body out no, anytime. I have a fantastic ass, and I can get a thousand <laughs> fucking bucks for it in a weekend. Then you, you wax that. You, 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 you gotta that make. Ass? You gotta make that Walter White <laughs> choice. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not trying to be in that dramatic a situation. I'd like to just steadily make money writing and doing things. So it's like, I don't think I'm going to be offered a million fucking dollars <laughs> to sell Corona because who the fuck would buy it from a, a caustic Jew? It's a thought experiment, I think. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't like experiments. I want to, I'm the control group, if anything. You know the show Fuller House? They oh. really promote drinking a lot on that show. You know that? It's interesting. If they drink um, it all the time. Having, having made a TV show now, like understanding how much product placement is a part of it is so upsetting. Oh, is there a lot of product placement in They try show? to force so much on us. And we, luckily, the show is corporate, so it's structured to make jokes out of product placement very well. We always make jokes out of it. What are some but, products you had to place? Um, uh, chilies. Um, you mean you just mention it? Yeah, or I mean, you show you, it? I don't know if you've seen it, but like it's we show it and then we mention certain things but it's based in a joke and about selling out um it's about an episode about selling out and then we have a thing that's like mac and cheese and then uh there's a thing where there's like a an episode that's like a sci-fi episode where the guy has like a a, a wrist like sort of iphone and it like shows it's about mind control and so he sees an ad for carl's jr and then later he's eating it but that's a joke you know what i mean it's all built into the jokes of the show but they're trying to force so much shit down our throats and if you work if you have a network show all of the, every episode just has tie-ins and you can't do anything about it mm-hmm. brent you did a commercial for conoco i'm down to do that you got what? blood on your hands man no i'm down for that you i'm down for blood that. on I'm your not promoting alcohol face you evil i'm down for the conoco <laughs> jk I'll, I'll I was do, in it too. I, <laughs> I would. Let, I want to do more. You know, I'm down to do more. Let's do more. Shoot. I mean, we all do gas, right? Uh, without looking it up, was Bambi a boy or a girl? It's a boy. Girl. 100 percent a boy. You're right. Yeah, because I Cause looked he, it up with the question for, for you guys. Yeah, because he. But, uh, okay, 30 percent a girl. He, he meets a girl. The, he meets a girl at one point. Oh, I haven't seen it in the a while. original Bambi was some German thing. In fact. Oh, it is weird though that a lot of win, win, like women are like kind of bimbo women are called Bambi. You know what I mean? Or that's a kind of a stereotypical name for a. I wish that I wish woman, its name like was a, bimbo. <laughs> bimbo. <laughs> That'd be so much better. Um, it, do you have any good Lance Reddick stories? Yeah. Is it cool to have Lance Reddick on it's your show? It's so cool. Is he hardcore? He seems so hardcore on the show, you know? Dude, he's the sweetest guy. He's he seems so hardcore on the show. He's a grandpa. He's a grandpa. Yeah. He's sweet. Okay, here's the story. He loves Sting. Really? Oh, I, can loves I say something Sting. about Sting real quick? I like Sting. Can I say something about Sting? I don't know if I love Sting. I went out for uh, Easter Sunday on Sunday. 
And uh, with this, my mom This past week This past Sunday Sure With my mom We went out to eat somewhere We were on Sunset Boulevard Kind of a brag What? You're just bragging a little Well bit. I mean it's Sunset, Sunset Plaza And Sunset Yeah Sunset which Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard Are you talking Sunset about? Boulevard and Sunset Plaza The intersection there Kind of huge brag And yeah. we uh, saw this We saw this guy standing outside With two other people And my mom said Is that Sting right there? I said I looked over And it <clears throat> <laughs> Don't cough right now. We're on the edge of our seat Sorry. with this story. It looked kind of like Sting, but it really didn't look like Sting, though. <laughs> it, like, it looked like he had the same kind of hair. Is this your story? Well, hold on. Here's what I'm getting at. It, it, it's more of a thought experiment. Okay. Um, he looks... I thought to my... I thought... I think it's a Sting impersonator, because it didn't really look like Sting, but it he had all the attributes of Sting, though, you know? And so... But then... He started getting recognized on the street. We were, we were in this restaurant. We could see through the window. These different people started taking pictures with, with him. And I thought, I think that he's not Sting, actually. I think, that, <clears throat> I think that people think he looks like Sting, and I think he gets it a lot, and I think he just goes with it. And I think he was taking pictures with these people pretending to be Sting, because I've done it, too. <laughs> people think I'm Sting. Oh, no, no, but I've done it with Nate. Uh, that's people. more of a Hollywood Boulevard type of thing. So you think he's, since he's on Sunset, people are like, this is the real Sting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but is he like, hey, a couple bucks for Sting? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that he, I, I, I don't know. I don't think, here's my thought. I don't think it was Sting. I think it was someone who looks like Sting. And that's kind of interesting. And I do it too because sometimes people think I'm somebody and, it, and, if, and, they, and they're wrong. But I go, with, I just say I'm that person. And, then, and they, they talk I to me. I am 100% it. sure it was Sting. Really? Do, do you know Sting's full name? <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. No, it's um, interesting. <laughs> Wait. Wait. I'm going to tweet that right now. That's really good. Like his full, he still no, is, it's still is a one word name. It's so good. That's really good. Um, yeah, Lance Reddick loves Sting. He loves Billy Joel. He wanted to be a rock star. Really? And then got into he does music a little later. Yeah. He did, what, what does he play? He has an album out called Quantum and remembrances which you can get online well i guess the thought experiment real quick is if do you do you just get it do you if you look like somebody and then do you just go with it why not yeah that's a fun right? experience it's kind of it neat, makes them right? happy it makes that yeah and what's the point of saying you're not it's you might as well just go with it right why not yeah how is it hurting anyone it's kind of funny though to think that someone said oh here's my picture with me and sting yeah and then it's not even sting it's a sting impersonator yeah. it's fun to think about that it's an interesting I like doing things. I I like doing things that reverberate in the world that I won't be able to see the reverberations, but knowing that it will, mm-hmm. it's like something's going to happen with this. Right. I wish I could be there, but it's nice to be a part of some magic. And, or, or even you know the story people will say you know. That, hey, so wait, he plays guitar. He plays piano and he sings. He has an incredible voice. Uh, we had him sing in an episode. And he likes finale. Billy Joel. Loves Billy Joel. Loves Sting. Um, he's just awesome. He's just like a really wonderful guy. Unbelievable actor, um, pretty much just gets it in one or two takes every time. You think he works out pretty, pretty hardcore? Oh yeah, he looks incredible. He's kind he's of so buff, hot. right? He's so hot. He's buff, he's right? So hot. He's a buff ass guy. Um, yeah, he's the best. He's like honestly just a wonderful guy, and he said it's his favorite show he's worked on since The Wire, and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I was like, this is really really cool yeah. that you're saying this. Who was the DP you had? What else what has he done though? 
Great, great anatomy. Fringe and lost. You, you, I don't know. I'm just he, he, you had a but special. No, really, it's not that. You had a special he's, cinematographer on the show, Christoph Lanzenberg. What is he's his? He's French. He's French. <laughs> he often has like two buttons unbuttoned on his shirt, and he looks so good. He, we had so he many seemed like a fil- he seemed like a film he is, cinematographer. He learned how to make movies in France. Like, like in what's the his 70s. deal though? What's what's he do? What's his deal? He makes a lot of movies. He mostly what we tried to do, which I think more people should do, is he makes a lot of money on commercials. Oh. And something that people don't realize is that um, people who make commercials are as talented as the people who make like the big movies, but they got stuck in commercials because of the money. The money's so much better. And so they made so much money there and they don't want to lose that money because they have like houses everywhere. They're like rich off of commercials, but they make terrible things for like Apple. You know what I mean? But they look amazing. You know, they, they have to look incredible, as good as features, but they make all this money in features. And so he was like... Our producer, Nate Young, had the brilliant idea to get frustrated artists from commercials and give them our, our, our show is good. So and he doesn't like, do a lot of feature films then? He's only done a few um, and he's so talented, but he's kind of like He seems like undiscovered. a film D- DP. You know? I know. He's but, like so but, seasoned seeming. But he cashed know? in on making a million commercials. He also shot... Did he yeah, shoot the he, Grey Poupon one? Um, he yes, and he was the Grey Poupon. Uh, but also, he actually was a cameraman on Eddie Murphy's early specials, either Raw or Delirious. Really? Uh, yeah, but oh, he was a cameraman wow. forever, and then he became like a, a DP. Just and he made so much money in commercials. There's so much money to be had there. I guess because he's French and older, I, he just That's seemed I'm, like I'm so... ready to go into the commercial world. Oh, me too. I'm there. Actually, I've been there. I'm yeah for the for just the last two jobs I have were commercial jobs. What and were the jobs? They pay like. Two, at least twice as at much. At least twice as much as like working on a TV show, a cool, fun TV show. And by the way, for the listeners, he's not talking about the Conoco thing. <laughs> no, no, that, that paid, was not that paid nothing. That didn't pay anything. I mean, it paid very little. It paid a little bit, but yeah, other stuff that I'm not gonna put on my. I'm not gonna be like check out this thing I did. Right, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm down. I'm, I'm on down. the down low right I'm now. I'm down for that. I'm down to do commercials. I'm doing commercials on the on the low. You know what I'm saying? Me, I'm doing on. I want to do it on the high. <laughs> I want you to be the new flow. Yeah. I would be happy if you got that. Uh, yeah, I want to be progressive. Okay, what else? So, um, Is there any more questions from the Facebook page? Um, it's just like goofy stuff. Like, um, Someone's asking, did Jake Weiss finally become a Jake Weiss man? <laughs> Jake, I think I've gotten a lot wiser. Well, do you know Jake? No, there's well, a guy. We, we, we have know a, a guy named. We have a guy. We, we have a guy. Uh, we have a teenager named Jake, Jake Weiss. Weiss. A teenager. Oh, on our, on I didn't show. get it. We have it this. was like one of the first episodes. We had a teenager on the show, and, and his name is Jake Weiss. So you, are your listeners pretty nice to you? Yeah, your listeners like. Oh you guys? yeah, very oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah, good boys. Oh yeah. Hey, did you feel comfortable showing your your body in the episode? Or what? I felt okay about it. I didn't like love it because I have back hair and I've had to get used to it. But I think I just. I, I bet, I bet, I bet females like that. Can I? Yeah, but you don't. I never like thought myself as like hot. So it's like I don't think. I, you, I never think. Were I'm you self conscious? You were self conscious about the hair. Well, at first, but then once you have to have your shirt off for hours filming scenes, you just don't care anymore. So you're just like, all right, whatever. I'm. It is for a joke. I think the joke is good, and I think it's making a point. And also, like, who cares? It's like I'm not selling my looks. I'm selling what I can do. Did you think that... Okay, boy, here's an interesting question. Because you were self-conscious about your own body at first, in yeah. the beginning, were you... Did you... Were you looking at other bodies and thinking... And kind of... I don't know. Were you looking <laughs> at what? other bodies? 
No, I was actually. Were you kind of thinking, looking at other imperfections of other bodies, no. or, or, or you know, thinking that they look good? Well, Ryan O'Flanagan was in the show, and oh, he's he's he's, he's, he's so strong. Hot. He's a strong he's guy. So he's, he's his a strong body's boy. perfect. And so I was like, well, I'm not that, so I'll just be a niche kind of like hotness. You know, right. like either someone's just like into hairy Jews or they're not. Well, you know? Did you look at other bodies and think? Well, that body doesn't look that good, and no, or whatever. It, it wasn't that because when you are the one of the lead actors in a show, and now in this time of history, you have to be very aware that you cannot, you can't be creepy at all. So I don't want to be caught looking at anyone. I just was I'm talking like, about men. Did you ever huh? go? Did you during the men are creatures during the shooting of 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 the series? Um, did you ever go off on someone and be like, "Hey, shut the fuck up"? Thank you for calling it a series. Um, I, uh, right, Brent? Like, what would you say? No, I never told. Did, did you ever like? I never went off. Fly off the handle? No, because people are watching you and people <laughs> will talk about you. Oh, did you want to fly off the handle? <laughs> Not really. Did you ever get very frustrated during the shooting? Yeah, because I wasn't sleeping because I was so stressed. Did anyone like flip out? A few people flipped out. What were the who uh, flipped? Yeah, who flipped? I think sometimes like it's Christoph, like it's Christoph. like the professional people, like the people who want to keep it moving, the and AD. then it's frustrating. The AD, AD or well, the that's, his, that's classic. That's AD, his or her job. That's classic AD kind of. Yeah, behavior. but honestly, yeah. he was our, our AD. Jeremy Robinson was a great guy, and what we liked about him was that he kept his cool. You know, like the produce line producer has to flip out sometimes when people aren't doing shit, and it is expensive, and you have to kind of yell sometimes but in general we had a pretty calm set i mean you were there it was pretty pretty well done and like pretty calm we had a good, like our producer's amazing and did when you like said a very calm, good it job. sounds like you're saying calm it's pretty I, calm <laughs> it's the same thing calm is a very calm substance it's like it's like it's calming it's not even committing to a color it's like um yeah well you know i'm honored to be i'm honored to be in the in the episode it was an really, honor. We, it was an I think honor. we thought of you when writing it, and we were really happy that you did it. Uh, it was cool to work with you. You're very talented. Truly man. honored. What are your three? This is a question coming from from Jorge. What are your three favorite TV shows of all time, regardless of genres or anything? That's for anybody. For, for really, probably. But let's start you. with Jake. Um, JakeThis.com. Columbo. You know about JakeThis.com? Really, Columbo. Columbo's the best. You know about his website, JakeThis.com? No. Is that real? It's actually Jake White's it's, it's website. It's actually Jake Johansson's website, actually. <laughs> oh, that's true. It is. He's yeah. a good comedian. Um, yeah. I love Columbo. Um, I love my so-called life. Ah. And um, that's Claire Danes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And Ricky. That's the ultimate Danes, or is Homeland the ultimate Danes? <laughs> There's no question. My so-called life is the ultimate Danes. Okay. Actually, those are the only two shows yeah. that I like. You loved. You said you loved them. Do, is there any like honorable mentions? I loved and like them. I mean, <laughs> Sopranos is great. Um, I really like. I thought Mr. Show is good. Um, I really like. Oh, I think Nathan for You is one of the funniest shows ever. Um, that's it. Okay. As for me, I can answer this. What answer? Full House. No. Um, no, if we're gonna say a sitcom, it's I mean, gonna Cosby be, Show is one of them. It's gonna be some sitcom from the eighties. Well, it's, it's gonna be Cosby Show. sitcom from the eighties. It's the, the Cosby. Cosby Show. I say Frasier is probably, which is not from the eighties, but Frasier is probably one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh huh. And um, Ren and Stimpy is one of my uh, favorite shows. Well, of that's all time. the Venn diagram. I'm hitting that Ren and Stimpy. Huh. That's oh, where we Wonder overlap. Year, I the, think top three when it, for oh, me Ren, it might be Ren and Stimpy. What, the Wonder Years is one of my favorite shows of all time. I did like the Wonder Years, and a lot. Um, I liked um, 
I like that show, The Max, on MTV. That was one of my favorites. Mm. <laughs> you know What's The Max. That? You know The Max. It's based on the comic book. It's kind of hard to say what my favorite shows are because I'll I've, say I've had favorite shows for so long. Well, late late eighties, like, early early nineties, the, the ones Saturday that like really had the most impact. Late eighties, late eighties, early nineties, Saturday Night Live. What about in the last year? Do you do you watch shows? Oh, shows in the last I've year. I watched a ton. I I um I've been watching Atlanta. I think it's good. Um, I I like the second season more than I like the first season. I think it's it's really good and interesting. It's interesting. I'm I not, need, I need oh, to keep watching that. I, like, I watched three episodes on the plane. And I liked Better Call Saul as far as recent shows I'm watching goes, Better Call Saul right Call now, Saul, season three. It's better than Breaking Bad, straight up. It's good. Better than Breaking Bad, straight up. I don't. It's yeah, good. I t- kind of don't watch that many shows while they're happening. I mean, I do think Nathan for you is. Nathan for you is actually is one. Really I think it's. Ama- I think it's an amazing the, show. Maybe the best comedy ever. I, I like think it's, it's really. Pre- I think it's, it's hard to beat really in terms good. of how much I'm laughing. It's really a good show. Um, so I think maybe Nathan for you. I would say in last year that's my favorite. It might be my favorite comedy ever. I liked. Uh, I really liked American Vandal recently. I didn't see it huh. on the same level of Nathan for you. It's very well crafted. You know, there's it's it's very intricately constructed. You know. Mm-hmm. I think both of those shows are, are that's what I'm so impressed I used to love about. watching Jackass too oh yeah that's well, the, just, the, a, just, I mean, just a fun show the Jackass movies are just Oops, so funny those are some so of the funniest funny. movies but yeah. especially part two part Laugh. two is probably the oh, best oh I think the first one's the best if oh, you're really? gonna add up like as much as I'm laughing those are probably the funniest shows uh, movies that's how I feel at Nathan for you whereas like I'm laughing so much I can't believe it like I, I cannot believe it's happening. <laughs> I did like Eastbound and Down. Oh yeah, that's a good I show. That was a really good show. There's a lot of good shows out there. I love I like Eastbound. I like and Down. Vice Principals. So I like Vice Principals. I like Vice Principals. Hey, what, what episode are you on for season three of uh, Better Call Saul? Like three. Episode five is the best. It's the best episode of the show so far. I like the X Files growing up a lot. On ABC, I used to watch the lineup. You know, I used to watch Full House, Perfect Strangers. You know, Mr. Belvedere. I didn't really like just the ten of us. I didn't really watch that, but but I switched. I switched in ninety uh, two or whatever. I switched over to the Adventures of Bursico County Junior and X Files. Mm-hmm. Switched over to that lineup yeah. instead. Yeah, I like that shit. Did you watch Bursico County Junior? No, but I just I'm not even that big a TV fan to be honest. I just I, I like movies a lot more. I just think that now TV is bringing a movie sensibility that's really sure. awesome and so I, that's kind of I'm more into TV now than I ever was but now it's mostly just like I'm scanning it for work like I don't I'm just like oh what are they doing right now I want to make things too you know I'd say the first three years or so or four or five years of uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien that was one of my favorites I never watched it that was so good did you see Ready Player One um, I like certain elements of Ready Player One He's I love of, you. I love you, Brent. <laughs> Thanks. Ch- thank you. Food. Thank you. Thank you both. Um, cool. Well, I think I don't know. That's a good episode. I think. We, is there anything else? Uh, if you guys feel that I did an adequate job, I'm thrilled. I you never know. So it's up to you, kind of. I think. I think. I'm having. You fun. think you did a great. Do job. you smile a lot? More than I realize. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. It was fun the other night. We did a little th- show together. We were doing a lot of shows together. Right. I mean, I guess what I mean is that show where we, not at the stand-up show, but we had the, fun. when we were at the judges on that Yeah, thing. we had fun. It was very jovial between us. Yeah. He, um... We didn't really have a job to do. It was just, like, dumb. So it we was easy. Just, it was yeah, fun. It was, yeah. it, was, it was relaxing, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, Jake called out this guy. Oh, my God. We did this show, 
and on the way to the show, it was at Meltdown, R.I.P. And um, <laughs> on the way to the show, there was a guy in his car at a stoplight just smoking so much weed out of his pipe. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Like, get park your car or something. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of people smoking weed and then in cars, but it's just always like lame. It's just like fucking park your car. You're lighting a bowl at well, a also, stoplight. Also, he shouldn't be drinking. I mean, he shouldn't no be question. driving under the influence. I'm just saying I've seen it a bunch and it was just struck me as particularly lame and sad. And then we were judges at this show at Meltdown and the guy came up and gave flowers to one of the performers and I was like, I just saw that Wait, guy. It was the guy. Yes, he went. He w- ended up going to meltdown, which I didn't realize. And then when I saw, him, I was like, "Oh my god, that was the fucking weed dude!" And I called him out. I was like, "By the way, that fucking psychopath was smoking weed in his car at a stoplight on Sunset Boulevard like thirty minutes ago." Uh, and he was, he's like, "You're right." He like was like, "Yeah, you're right." And I called him out, and uh, Brent was proud of me because. Um, it's good to point out when people are driving under the influence. Yeah. Shame them. You know, it's good to shame them for you that. Should. You know, I think it you was should. good that he shamed Absolutely. them for that. Call yeah. it in. Call it in. Call got, the cops. So you know, I had uh, ice come, and ice really took care of him. Yeah, he puts that bowl out with the ice. Yeah. That's so that was joke. good work. That was good work, Jake. <laughs> Hope so. Uh, you know, I salute you for that, you know. Oh. Calling that guy out, you know. It was funny too, actually. I was laughing. You know, there's a picture of me laughing. The picture of me <laughs> it's laughing. It's fun to get a laugh out of you because you 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 only laugh sincerely. You know, I did a show on um, Saturday, <laughs> and I, I just I've been doing stand up since like 2005, and for the first time ever, somebody came up to me oh, after yeah, the crazy. show and said, uh, "I forgot exactly what she said, but she was like a super." I don't know, pissed off and like me and some people back there are very offended by your racist jokes. Just so you know, there's some people back there that are basically what she was saying was there's some, some people she was with are offended by my racial racist jokes. And so is she. And then she just stormed off. Whoa. And I didn't, I was just stunned. I was like, wait, what just happened? Like what? Um, I'll tell you what happened is some people were dumb, dumb is what happened. (laughs) Well, what do I have to do? Explain every joke and say, uh, just so just so you know. Um, no, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't uh, the joke to there that. is more of a, it's more making fun of the imitation meat um, thing it, that I just happened. feel like sometimes, like, I personally believe sometimes, like, if, if you've never gotten that response before, then it's good that your joke has enough teeth to it that some people are upset. It's probably that's a, a good, good thing, thing, a good thing. about comedy. I don't like stuff that's for know. everyone. I think it kind of sucks. I don't know. I don't like it. I think it's bad audience membership when people are, you know, find, getting offended at stuff like that. You know, like a, it is, but also like, who cares? Well, I, 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 me personally, I don't want to offend anybody. I want to, I want everyone to be. I don't laughing. want to offend anybody. I want to, but I, think I, I, I want to stay true to myself, but I also want to appeal to as broad a crowd as possible. Yeah, know? but sometimes I don't want to offend anyone. But sometimes offending someone is a sign you're doing something right. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't like I don't Christians. Know. I, yeah, I just, I personally, I mean, I don't, I never want to offend anybody. I want people to be having a good. But time. I don't, gen, I don't give a fuck if people are offended and I don't care about them. Like if it's someone that I well, offended that I like don't want to hurt, it's like okay. But if I don't care about them, it's like who gives a shit? Well, yeah. If they don't, if they get offended at something that is not offensive worthy in my mind, yeah. Well, it's like I just think they're stupid. Yeah, good luck. To I them. think they're stupid. Good luck in life. Well, I know. I just think they're stupid. I don't even think good luck. I just think they're stupid. Do you think it's okay for someone who's not Jewish to make fun of Jewish stuff? 
I think it's you can make fun of whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. I mean, I you think, might have to pay some consequences, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I mean, like the thing is, <laughs> I didn't think you would. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, first of all, the idea that Jews are different is really funny. Like, I just think the idea that we're we're Jews. Like the two of us are Jews is so hilarious. Like, and and, and I'm not even Jewish, really, technically. Well, your last name is Weinbach, and you have a joke about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I do identify as half Jewish, but according to the religion, I don't. I'm not even. I because my mom's not Jewish. But I. But I'm saying it. Oh, I identify as such. Yeah. But my point is, it's just like. I just think it's so funny. I'm not in a position to be offended, and if someone is saying stuff like "die not like die in a gas chamber, you Jew fuck," then I'm like, "You're hilarious! Like, like what's wrong with you? Like, you're I'm better than you. This is like so stupid. Of course, I can't. I I think there well, that's are, a hate. That's more of a hate speech thing yeah, than yeah, a joke. Yeah, we're I'm talking just, jokes here. I don't give a shit at all because also like I'm secure about the Jewish people. Like, we're fine. We're doing great. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. I think there are... If I were if I were someone different, if I were not, like, a white dude, I could see being oppressed so much that I might be upset about someone else joking about it because we've been hurt for so long. But, like, Jews are doing fine. But also, we're doing it's like... fine. If it, you could talk about... You can joke about anything. And if it's funny and you get away with it, then you can. You I'm know? just saying, I mean, for me, I don't give a fuck. And I think the reason I don't give a fuck is because Jews are doing fine. I mean... To me, it's like funny people are funny people and they get the jokes, right? Mm-hmm. But also you, but Brent, also you're very unique in your comedy. And so like you, you can do things that other people can't do and you're just a very different kind of brain. So it's like kind of, you exist outside. You you can see things in a way people can't. And I think a lot of people speak in a way that is potentially harmful, <laughs> Mm. That you don't necessarily do because mm. you're so different. That's just mm. my perception of it. Mm. But also, I don't care. I just don't care about anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think specifically, there, you're different. Do care about? Is there anything you care about? My cats. <laughs> oh, you do care about your cats. I love them. Do your cats give you a lot of meaning to your life? So much. Really? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Do, do you love indoor, your cats? Are they indoor? Indoor. You wouldn't they, let them out. Never. Did they? Did your cat? Your place smell like ammonia? You would hate my place. <laughs> Does it smell like cat litter boxes and stuff? I take umbrage yeah. with people that leave let their cats outside. I love umbrage. What do you mean? I fucking hate that. Why? Because they just kill birds and shit all day, and they don't even eat them. They just like torture mice and lizards and birds. birds don't you hate that? I mean, I mean, fuck lizards first of all. I don't. I don't know. Love lizards. I love lizards. They give me my meaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I won't joke about them. <laughs> You got any girls lately? In your life? <laughs> just my girls, just my twin. Two, twin oh, they're two girls. female cats, pebbles and chicks. Though. Um, here's a question coming in from Alexi. I have a weird question. How long after someone dies should they be awake? Someone I knew died March 15th, but there wasn't awake till March 27th. If it doesn't happen 30 minutes after, there's no point. I don't know about you, but that dudes, but I. Would feel more comfortable with a fresher body in the casket. You should have you should have a, a hit single out the next day on SoundCloud uh, in their memory, or you don't give a fuck about them. That's what Puff Daddy said. That's why he got "I'll be missing you" out right away because you have to keep your friends' names uh, relevant. And I feel like this Alexi just doesn't care about the, the dead friend. I'll be missing you. That's uh, isn't that they sampled the Sting song? Right? No, I think Sting Alexi, was in the video. I think you, oh, you are Alexi thinks it should be fresher. So oh, I, well, I maybe, love Alexi. Maybe you're kind of an agreement. Alexi and I agree. an agreement on that. Oh, I have to pee so badly. 
Oh, you can go. Oh, pee. Why don't you go, go ahead? Pee. Yeah. Brent, a, a question came in for you, so I could ask it now that we have a shot here. Um, <laughs> uh, it's another video game question, I think. <laughs> if Brent's there, ask him if he's seen this collector's edition of Inside. He's mentioned that he likes the game. The contents are under wraps, but it looks like it comes with a sex toy, and it's crazy expensive. Oh, I heard about this. Do you want to look at this? Well, I, I think I heard about it. Okay, it's a, it's, um, it's, it's a it's life. Like it's a real doll. doll. No, it's a real doll. The company Real Doll made a thing from the game. Yeah, I I've, I know about it. I've, I've heard about it. It's interesting. Huh. It's interesting. I'm not going to get that. I mean, I'm not. I am eight bit play dead and Real Doll collaborate. Yeah, to bring you limited time release inside PlayStation Four game disc. Other stuff. Limit two per customer. Three seventy-five. That doesn't sound that expensive. I don't. I don't need it. I think we. You know what? We should wrap it up. Um, Let's wrap that ass up. So you excited about season two or what? I'm really excited. We start shooting in a month. You start shooting in a month? Yeah. Really? And for how long? Oh man, two to three months. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of work. How many? How many episodes? Ten more. So shit. What is that like? Two, like, It'll be 20 total when it's done. Two months? Two or three months. Okay, so that's probably like one week per episode-ish. Four to five days, yeah. Yeah, but we're going to like uh, cross-shoot them. You know what I mean? Like we'll shoot several different episodes on the same mm-hmm. day. Yeah. You're shooting in the same place, the LA Times building. Mostly, but also elsewhere, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a that's the, that's a really hard thing to, to like figure out. It's to really like, hard. How to shoot... A shooting schedule. Block it's, shooting. That would. That's like. I'm so glad I never got in. Had to deal with that kind of job. Those people have very specific brains. It's a really yeah. hard job. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Poundcast. Um, <laughs> Check out Corporate on Comedy Central. Yeah. You and, can see it at cc.com if you want. Yeah. That's that was that was my question. Can so, you see all the episodes for free? Um. I, so you can watch them on cc.com. Cc.com. It's How on about demand. CSO.com. Uh, yeah, definitely go there. Um, and uh, actually, speaking of CISO, that special comes back out next week on April tenth. Hell yeah, Brett! Do you have anything else to plug? Well, just that. All those international people who couldn't see it on CISO, you could see it. You get it on iTunes or Amazon or Steam, even. Hell yeah! Check it out. What do Pe- I have appeal- to plug? I got appealing nothing, to the mainstream. I got, I got nothing to plug. You know, just this poundcast. Some racist jokes. That's all I got. Yeah, you got this new Korean food joke and. You know, plug that. Yeah, which I told on the, on this show, so it's a waste of the jokes. It, no, but you in telling it, you were pr- plugging it. <laughs> uh, I got some butts to plug, so I'm gonna <laughs> go do that afterwards. Nice, uh, Jake. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. And um, all the best with corporate and Brent. All the best with your CISO opportunities. And there's no CISO just now. Just it is what that's I know. It. I'm just kidding. Um. All right. Um, it's just CC. 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 CC.com. And thank you, Brent. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you liked that episode of the Poundcast. Once again. If you'd like to support the Poundcast, you could donate to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Doug Pound with two G's. Or you can buy some of my merch. There's a few things left at DougPound.BigCartel.com. Ta-da. If you want to send us a message, 
do so on Facebook. Look for the Poundcast up there. Or you could email us at poundcastmail at gmail.com. And we will answer your questions on the show. If it's a good question. Of course. Thanks for listening. Appreciate Let's say uh, Seinfeld was on an island and he was blowing Boris Karloff. What would, it, what would that be like? <laughs> it might go something like this. Oh, Mr. Karloff, I loved you and Frankenstein and I love giving you a blowjob. Why, Mr. Seinfeld, I'd love having you fuck.